streaming across the Ten River. Radio is Spread the word. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. What a Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening in today to Let's Talk Business on River Radio with me, Fiona Johnson. Today I'd like to welcome Debbie Boofler of Think Forensics. Debbie helps clients to discover their marketing potential through data measurement. And that way you can base your marketing actions on facts and figures rather than guesswork and putting the value back into your data. Hello, Debbie. Hello, Fiona. Thank you for coming in today. How's your week going so far? Yes, it's busy, um, but it's you know, it's nice to do something really different. So thank you for inviting me in. It's an absolute pleasure. It's lovely to have you here. And I'm looking forward to learning more about, about our data. <laughs> um, and today's show, we're going to be talking about why data is key for all of us, and particularly those that do marketing in our business. We'll be learning how to love our data. Um, and plus, we'll be talking about what you can be doing yourself for free to start to measure your data. Because without measurement, your marketing would be completely in the wrong place for your for your business. So it's, it's pointless, really, isn't it, Debbie? She's looking at me nodding. <laughs> You're a data queen. And we're also going to be playing our quick fire round, getting to know what's behind the real Debbie. And Debbie has chosen some great tracks for us today. So I'm looking forward to that. And if you've got any questions about your marketing analytics, you'd like to ask Debbie, why not get in touch via email? So that's Fiona at river.radio or tweet us at River Radio Live and we'll see if we can get those questions answered for you. Right, so Debbie, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about Think Forensics? Um, well, my name is obviously Debbie Boofler. Thank you for introdu- thank you for introducing me. Um, my company called Think Forensics was started in May uh, twenty fourteen, so it's quite established now. And it was I'm actually based in Basingstoke and the surrounding area. Really, the whole of my mission of Think Forensics was really to help people, especially business owners or other marketing professionals, um, to share my marketing knowledge um, and to help people with further clarity and perhaps to help boost their marketing performance. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we do talk about marketing and it's a huge term and it's one that covers a lot of areas. And I know you are obviously a marketer and you have a huge amount of knowledge. But I think where you specialise with Think Forensics is that wonderful, the, the sort of data piece where you really are sort of facts and figures and you can you know look at the graphs and interpret them and, and do all the bits that I have to say some of us sort of, I know I do, glaze over. So I know that's, that's, that's brilliant. But is there a particular type of client you work with? Um, I say there's quite general people that I work with. Um, they're usually business owners that are obviously too busy to look at their data. Um, sometimes it's more to do with looking at the next steps. And mm. I always say, well, actually, why don't you just take a stop? And this is where obviously where Think Forensics came in, because I think you need to really take a step back sometimes. And that's where Think Forensics came in, as in yep. stop. Okay. Think about what you're doing how you're doing it, why you're doing it. And this is where the marketing measurement comes in because really you should understand what you've already got to help you move forward. 
Yeah, uh, you've got to have a starting point, yeah. haven't you? And I think so often one just plows straight into marketing without saying, okay, where are we now? Yeah. And you might say, well, this is where I want to be. Well, well how do you know that you've, you've got there if you're not doing your measurements? Yeah, and also the, th- the forensic side of it comes back to just understanding, investigating and discovering what your marketing is actually doing. Um, at the end of the day, there's no point in actually doing anything um, within marketing activities without actually measuring just how effective they are um, whether the resources and the time and the budget has all been spent in, a, in the most efficient way really yeah I mean yeah absolutely to make sure you're getting a good return um, and um, so what what do you sort of run us through on a sort of maybe not daily but what what would you do for, for clients so talk us through the sort of process um, some of our clients um, just look at they just want to know um, more of you know if they've got a problem with a CRM system or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so I've got quite a lot of um, experience in implementing um, CRMs. Also, I've done a lot of work with marketing aut- automation. Yeah. Um, but also, most of it is just probably data management. So it's looking after the Google Analytics. A lot of people know about Google Analytics, but they actually don't use it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be cut, going through some tips later. I know that that's going to be really, really useful for everyone. That will be towards the end of the show. Fantastic. Um, so sorry, I, I interrupted you there. Google, right. an, Google Analytics, I should learn how to say it properly. But I mean, there are so many analytics, aren't there? Like social media, they all have their own analytics and insights. Yeah. And I, well, I think we do look at them, but do we actually understand them and I suppose that's where you come in as well isn't it yeah I think it's trying to um it's obviously I like my I like data so it's just um, I think you can tell a lot of uh, about your data um but it's actually collating it in the right places um like you said there's there's numerous areas where data is sat so really it's just holding all that information together and actually saying well actually what is all this doing um you know it's just like if you're doing campaign you know, is the campaign, you just don't look at the opens and the click-through rates. It's mm. like, well, what, what's the, what's, how much interest has that actually driven to what my do, website? So what do they open next kind yeah. of thing? What do they do with that? Yeah. And, and, I mean, this is a bit big bro- brotherish, isn't it? Because on a website, am I right in saying you can really discuss, you can really dig behind, go, yeah. for, go forensic and um, yeah. learn a lot? Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can learn, um, you know, especially from your website pages, um, there's no point in having the best website going, um, which is obviously your shop front, if nobody knows what roads it in. Mm. Um, also, you have to entice people to actually come through the door. Um, yep. So, you know, you, you've got to give them a reason to come and have a look at your website. But actually, while they're there, you want to give them um, touch points, as in, you know, come to come through my shop. Actually, you know, there's signs there to help you through and help you navigate your way around how are you actually going to get to the back of the shop the what you could be looking for could be there but if you're not got, you know if you haven't had, had if you've gotten if you haven't got the help there yeah. then it makes it very difficult for you to actually find what you're looking for so you know it's very much about being on a, the journey of the customer and actually thinking about actually where will they go next and i think looking at the website analytics helps helps you find out where people are actually coming from mm. so you know what marketing activities are actually working um, also, you know what of, what content is actually of interest, so you can either make some more. Um, there's no point in spending a lot of time and effort on making content that actually is really not engaging. Yeah. Um, and also then you save time and money as well. Yes, and I like your shop analogy. It makes so much sense when you put it like that. It's so true, isn't it? Because if you were standing in a shop, you would phys- physically see 
where people, you know, what object they might pick up or whether they immediately turn left or right or just really simple things that we've done. We've analysed, if you like, without ever thinking that we're analysing. It's just nature where suddenly we've got websites and you don't know what, you know, how, how are they navigating, which way, which page they open first and what's the next one and are they clicking on the, um, you know, the contact me button and things like that. So um, very, very useful. Great, Debbie. And was there something that sort of motivated you right at the beginning or that perhaps inspired you to think I'm going to go down this particular sort of route of marketing? Um, I've had most of my career has actually been in corporate. Mm. Um, I've you know had various positions and I've worked in healthcare, petrochemicals, IT, automotive. Um, but also being a, a member of the Institute of Marketing, I volunteered for the Hampshire and Isle of Wight branch it was some years ago but yeah. it gave me the first opportunity to talk to business owners and also I, had to, um, I was responsible for arranging um, speakers and we were just generally talking marketing and it was the first time I actually probably was meeting like-minded people um, mm. and eventually it got to the point that I was probably a I was the go-to person to ask which actually surprised me because I really, really didn't understand you know I didn't realize just how much knowledge and experience I had actually built up um, and that is one of the reasons that I actually started my own consultancy of Think Forensics because I just wanted to share that knowledge and I think there's so much out there that people would really benefit from um, and I just like sharing that. Obviously, being a, a mentor with the Institute of Marketing, I do that voluntary. So you're still, you're still a mentor, are you? Yes, I've oh, got wonderful. four mentees at the moment and I actually love it because they're all various, various stages, various positions and I absolutely love it. It's really good speaking to them. It's good motivating them. It's seeing how they're learning, sort of seeing how they're actually developing in the role. Yep. And some of them now are actually recruiting oh, as well. So, so it's so really good achievement. Yeah. For It's really good to see that achievement. I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. That's a really nice thing to be able to do, to be able to give back and the reward that you get, but obviously the the benefits and the reward they get. Well, that's wonderful. So, yes, it's like branching out, a big family, yeah. big family. But it's, um, and it's interesting, isn't it, talking about, um, I love that, the sort of the knowledge you have, and I think so many people can relate to that, that because you've got the knowledge, you sort of assume everyone else thinks the same way. Mm. And then it's lovely when you suddenly realise everyone's coming to you to ask the questions and you think, okay, that's that makes me you know, that's my unique selling point mm. that's why it makes a successful business it's brilliant mm. well done and just I was just wondering is there a particular part of your job that you really enjoy what's the, what's the best part of your job um I think it's really it's really I say it's always um getting my hands dirty really um it's just really understanding their business um but I can probably look at things and see it as a whole and it's easy for me to sort of take a step back and then sudden and then say, do you actually, you know, do you know you're actually doing this? And actually, do you, you can improve on that. So it's actually hovering over the business, sort of looking at certain things and actually saying this is the fix that would work. Mm. Or actually, you know, looking at certain things and saying, actually, you're looking at all this, but you're not looking at it from a, sorry, <coughs> from a customer point of view. Yeah, okay. The customer, back to the customer journey. Yes, mm. okay. And that's where you, dear, put you right with with your cough. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and then it's, I mean, so so you really get, you know, you love, you obviously love facts and figures, and you love getting behind them. And then I suppose it's opening people's and your clients' eyes to what they can tell you, and that's where you get that's where you get your kick, and that's the bit you love about your job. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and is there a p- particular area that perhaps is your, you know, less favoured element of your job? Um, well. Uh... 
Nothing really. I just it's I just like all of it. Obviously, there's certain things that you don't like, and you know, it's just. I think it's just. Um, I think it's just really hard when people um, look at things, um, and because it's just data, it's just data, and mm. actually, it's you know that's a frustrating thing because actually, if you look at the data, there's a story in the data, mm. and you know. One of the reasons I love doing what I do is the fact that you try and change that data in and tell a story. Yeah, okay. because it's a story that will actually say, well, actually, this is how that's happening. This is why it's happening. This is where it's happening. This is when it's happening. Because people can understand that, but they don't actually see it through the figures. Yeah, I can really relate to that, actually, because I look at the data and I think, yeah, yeah, OK, that's that's a nice and large number or whatever. But I wouldn't know why. It's so, and obviously you can explain that. And I like the fact that you then tell the story of how it's come about, why it's come about, why, you know, this one needs to go up, this one can come down. Or, you know, and as you say, sort of the, then you know the metrics, then you know what to do next with your marketing. And marketing is very difficult to measure. Thank goodness, you know, with digital marketing, we can now do that. But otherwise, you know, how do you measure awareness, say, on an, an advertising poster on a bus stop? Mm. But with all mm. of these wonderful digital methods, that's fantastic that we can we can now do that. And I was just I was just thinking. So obviously you're an experienced business owner. Um, for those that are listening, that are perhaps thinking about starting their own business, or or that you know in the early stages of the of running a business, is there a particular skill that you would say is one that sort of that speaks to you more? That I know we've all we're all wearing lots of hats. There's lots of things, lots of skills that we have to have. But which is the one that you would say, you know, like when you talk to your mentors, which is the one that you say, this is, for me, this is the most important one? Um, I think it's, I think it's being really responsible for actually measuring. Mm. Um, a lot of people like doing, but they don't actually like measuring. Um, and that's what obviously the data and the metrics is all about. But actually, it's so easy just to push that side under the carpet because it's not a, it's not a really exciting thing to do. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like housework or cleaning <laughs> yeah, or the list goes you know, on and, or, yeah. you know down that list it's like well why should I clean my data or why should I bother looking at my data how you know should I look for duplicates and actually what does that figure actually mean mm. um, I think there's loads of occasions where data comes up or crops up in a business on a day-to-day basis or when you're looking at certain things and you think yeah I should look at that and see where that came from or I should see I should understand that um, and I think sometimes the biggest thing for me, it's like, well, I see something and I say, well, can you explain how that's happened? Yeah. Or can you, have you got an explanation to say why that was, it didn't really work? Because sometimes I think people um, rely on the magic fix and they, you know, especially when they're looking at marketing, there's always going to be, oh, I'll try this software, I'll try this tool. And sometimes it's always there, but people just keep picking up expecting to, have these results overnight where whatever it's you know things happen for a reason and also sometimes they take time to do oh definitely marketing is not an overnight fix um and i don't think some people just see it as an overnight fix but sometimes you have to give the time there you have to see how long that product is actually going to how long your products take to sell and then you can actually judge how effective your marketing is because sometimes it's a long sale then you're going to have to have a lot of steps in place yep just to help people through um, and understand the product or your service or get to know you. Um, yeah. And it's not going to be an overnight, it's not going to be a pick up an overnight sell. 
Yes, and like with the data, I guess you have to you have to keep looking at it. You can't just you have to have your before and after, but you need to have the in between. So it's not a, as you say, sort of a few days later after. Um, so and it, so you'd analyze the data for for your clients, and then you can tell them what needs to be done next and help them with the implementation. Yeah, I think probably where I start from really is obviously collecting the data, but there's you know there's numerous places as as I've already said where you can collect that data from. So it's not it can be social media, it can be from Google Analytics, mm. from your website, um, but also it can be from you know just walk-ins or telephone calls or you know how many inquiries you've had, how many forms have been filled in. So there's you know there's lots of different places and it's just analyzing you know what level is it from a, like an awareness stage which would be your probably social media yeah um and down to your website which is a little bit more engagement where people are perhaps spending a lot more time on your website and they're looking at your case studies or they're looking at um some data sheets because the engagement is there they've got more interest yes so that's the sort of thing that we need to measure to make sure they're actually moving from one place to the next yep and um, keep moving that's yes. the other thing yeah, yeah. So actually, they're moving towards a purchase, really. Yes, rather than sort of going on to what's it? How long is it? Something like seven seconds. You have to grab people's attention on a website. Is that right? Yeah, it's probably they probably less. Yeah. Normally, it's like three clicks. I say usually around three clicks, and you're out. Yeah. Okay. So that's again <laughs> what you're what you're looking at, and where where did they click, and why did why yeah. did they sort of stop when they got to that point, yeah. and why didn't they go on to the next one? Um, wonderful. That's a real quick overview and insight into the world of data. But we're going to move on to your first track now. And I was wondering, Debbie, if you'd like to introduce it. It's a classic, absolute classic. So it's The Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. But I want to know, is there a story or something behind it? Um, I think the lyrics are really, well, they, they connect with me. Um, I think a lot of people um, are looking at looking to move on. I think some people forget to be in the present and actually absorb what you've actually already got. Um, I think in the, the world today, I think it's very quite immediate and you, you know, click your fingers and you want to move to the next thing. And I think some people forget to actually absorb the, where you are and how you got there. Um, one of the things I can probably relate this back to is um, I used to play a lot of basketball um, and I went to some, I went to some trials and I've watched, I watched the film of you do the night before to, for a bit of motivation. <laughs> That's a good idea. And I actually played a blinder the next day. Um, and I was actually selected for Southwest England basketball. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. But the best thing about it is the fact that I was actually able to give myself a, a you know, a pat on the back and actually for my own achievement, cause I was actually completely shocked and also to actually appreciate the hard work that I'd actually put in. So that's the time where it was actually very present and yep. It's still probably one of the best moments now, and I won't forget that. Oh, that's wonderful, wonderful story. That's great, and and it's so isn't it? I think as soon as someone says the eye of the tiger, you immediately think of the film, and and you, if you if you've watched it, you you kind of know the the whole journey of it. So we can all relate to that. So that's brilliant. Eye of the tiger. <laughs>
To life in the Thames Valley River Radio on the web to the Batmobile. Let's go on your mobile. Hello and on Alexa too. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business Show. Thank you for listening in today. Today we are joined by Debbie Boofler of Think Forensics and she specialises in marketing analytics. So don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen again via Catch Up, via the website, which is river.radio, or as a podcast via the usual channels, Alexa, Apple, Google and Spotify. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having today about our data and our analytics, drop me an email to fiona at river.radio. Now, this is the section which I always enjoy. Um, we have a little quick far quiz. And I, as I say that, my guests always go, oh, no. And it's like, trust me, it's really not too taxing. So this is how we get to know what, what really makes our guests tick, what gets them up in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. So are you ready, Debbie? Yeah, gone. <laughs> so do you prefer Marmite or peanut butter? Oh, both. Oh, oh I definitely have both, but I do like my peanut I do like my marmite. Yeah, not both at the same time. <laughs> no, nobody else in the house does, so it's always mine. Oh, that's perfect. So you know that, you know, whenever you run out, it's because you've finished it. That's brilliant. Are you a beer or a wine drinker? 
I'm a beer drinker. Are you? Too Do much I... football, I'm afraid. Oh, oh yes, yes. So you are a bit of a football fan, aren't you? <laughs> Fantastic. Tea or coffee? Probably tea. Yeah. It's all day. Probably um, a coffee in the morning and a tea, uh-huh. afternoon tea. Now, the next question I already know the answer to because I was going to say rugby or football. Oh, I do like both, but it's definitely football for me. Do you have a favourite team? Are we allowed uh, to? Or is that just like, oh no, you can't? No, ask that. no, it's uh, Tottenham Hotspur, I'm afraid. I'm a season ticket holder. So, Fantastic. unfortunately, my husband is a football widower. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, you, do you get to, so you just spend quite a lot of time up there, do you? Yes. Yes, I go up there, went to the new stadium. Um, I do quite a few away matches. I've been to Germany. I went oh, to um, real, went to Madrid. Real fan. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Um, and what about cats or dogs? Um, I did have four cats. I'm down to one at the moment, oh, and he's 18. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but he's still going. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, now, as a, a music fan from the 90s, you have to cast your mind back. Were you Blur or Oasis? Um, Oasis. Oh, they're definitely coming out <laughs> top on, on this quiz. Um, night owl or early bird? Um, night owl. Um, and do you have? Are you sort of? Um, do you do you prefer a relaxing break or an adventure holiday? Oh, relaxing. I oh, definitely need to recharge my battery sometimes. <laughs> Did you have a sort of favourite destination you'd go to? Um, me and my husband off to go to Greece. We like that. It's oh, nice and relaxing nice. over there. Yeah. Um, just nice people, nice place. Always got the sun. And just chill, really. Oh, just lovely. Chill. We can all start travelling again. That's wonderful, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and I was going to ask, outside of work, are there any hobbies or interests that you'd like to share with us? I think you've just answered that in the football. But I also happen to know that you have another one. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I am going to land you in it. Yeah, <laughs> so I play netball. Um, I play netball for a, a couple of teams in Basingstoke. Um, one of them I'm particularly proud of this year called the Ninjas. We've just literally won Division 2 and we've been promoted to Division 1 Basingstoke. So I know, I it's a huge to, achievement yeah, yeah. and I think I'm back to that division and I was in that division some, t- some, some many years ago so it's quite an achievement for me to get back to that. I think that's fantastic. I, I was a former netball um, player as well and I know how big the divisions are. It's a huge uh, league in Basingstoke and that is, that is definitely worthy of congratulations. Um, can you. I ask what position you play? Um, I usually play a defence. Um, yep. But obviously, I do play. I can play a goal shooter yep. purely because of my basketball. Uh, of course. So yeah, I'm pretty, pretty very, flexible, really. Very talented. <laughs> a good person to have in the team. Wonderful. And um, I was just going. This is a bit cruel, but I'm going to do it anyway. Can you describe yourself in three words? Uh. <laughs> um, motivated. Oh God. Uh, sporty, I would say. Yeah, sporty, motivated, and I, I just like having fun. Really, I just you know enjoy life. I think that's a really good answer, actually, because um, we, you know this is a business show, and we do talk. You know, you're, you're a business owner, it is a listener, um, but you've got to have fun. Yes, you've got to make sure you've got to bring fun into the workplace. I think that's very important. Um, thank you very much for playing our little quiz. Um, and now, another thing we always ask our guests to do is to recommend a book or a podcast. I know you're a really keen reader, um, and it might be the book that's helped you through lockdown, or just something that particularly resonates with you. Um, is there a book that you that you regularly turn to that you'd like to share with us? Um, there is. I've got two books here, um, completely different. Um, unfortunately, obviously, my books are usually just business books, and I do enjoy them. So it's nice going on holiday and actually chilling out with another book. Um, but one I particularly like is They Ask and You Answer, and it's by um, by Marcus Sheridan. Now, it's a little bit, I, had, I read it through lockdown, um, and really, it's been revised and updated, so many people may have you know, read it in you know, previously, but now the latest one is um, 
quite interesting and it's really looking at sort of today's digital consumer and how people buy differently now mm. and some of the things that I particularly like about it is um, it looks at traditional marketing and how the traditional marketing activities have changed and more people need to be moving on a digital level and more online yeah um, so yeah it's quite you know it's obviously always got something to learn and change and hopefully I bring a lot of that knowledge and implementation to my clients that sounds really interesting and I love the way it's been updated and then when you explained what the book's about you think well that's brilliant it's been updated because everything all our habits have changed and they might adapt again but you know the last two years everything digitally everything changed everyone's shopping habits everything so that's that that's fascinating so it sounds like you need to read it again now yes yeah (laughs) it's um it's just really looking at um how how things have changed and that's just marketing as well there's a lot of content that has gone digital um people consume information mm. quicker yeah um they're a lot more educated because obviously there's a lot more information online um and i think people need to address their business needs to the consumer and the you know the people and their prospects purely because what they used to do is a step by step to guide people to their products or services i think that's changed now and i think it's accelerating Right. Um, I think people are a lot more knowledgeable and this obviously you need to be more prepared for that and actually give them exactly what they want now. So do you think that people have more steps to their purchase or or they're just making, oh, sorry, you said they're getting, it's quick, getting quicker so there are less steps rather or is it just that they're different steps? I think they're different steps. Um, also, I think there's a lot more competition out there. I think mm. they're absorbing a lot more information um, and you need to keep them really focused on you. Um, and just just assuming that you've got a customer or a client, you know, what stops them going from someone else? You know, yeah. you've always got to be present in their mind, whether you've constantly look, got to look after your, your, you know, constantly look after your clients yeah. um, to stop them going in anywhere else, really. You know, there's always competitors there. And, and if there's something else that actually they see they like and you've not actually considered that, then they're obviously going to have their heads turned and you can't, you know, whether it's price, whether it's quality, whether it's um, perhaps time, um, you know, there's a lot of urgency on products and obviously there's scarcity. So there's lots of different reasons why people may actually look at somewhere else. So there's, you know, the biggest thing you can look after is your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's a global playing field now. Um, And that's great when, as a business owner, when you're looking for clients, but it also means that there is, as you say, there's even more competition out there, I suppose, from that point of view. Um, Thank you. So that is They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Have you got, and I can see, like this, Debbie's brought some books in, and this looks like a particularly beautiful book. So what's what's this book here? Well, it's called, um, it's David Candless. He's the author of Information is Beautiful. He's just literally bought a new book out called Um, beautiful news and basically it takes all the data that he absorbs and and he turns it into some amazing graphs infographics and really it portrays um, positive trends uplifting stats um, and it gives them like really creative solutions so when you're looking at anything it you know he actually illustrates it and actually makes it interesting. So I have to say, from what I can see, the other side of the desk, it looks like a beautiful coffee table book and really glossy pictures, and yet it's lovely it's data. But they've been turned into really super. Can you say infographics? Are they almost yeah? They like are that? infographics, yeah. but it's like you know, um, it's, it just goes through you know, looks at everyday news like renewable energy, it breaks it down like costs are falling, and it gives you a really nice graph. But it makes it really interesting for you to look at and look at the data and that's I would love to look at them how 
my data and anybody else's data could be transferred into this because I think it will be so much easier for people to understand their businesses and their data and their metrics. And actually, this is the story that I'm trying to tell people with their data in their yeah. business, really. I think you need to start producing books like that for your clients then. <laughs> it's like, it's lovely. You might just have come up with a new idea. So this is Beautiful News by David C- Candelus. Wonderful. That is it. And it really looks like it does look like a lovely book. Um, thank you very much for sharing those with us. Um, now, I'm also going to ask you, because I know we touched on your, your corporate background, but I do, I'm fascinated, I'm sure everyone listening is fascinated to know, how do you get into data? Like, how do you go, were, were you working in data when you were working in your corporate world? Um, no, um, originally I left, I left college. Um, I, I went straight into a healthcare company and I went into IT. Um, so I used to be um, I used to do DOS and I used to do patch panelling for any people out there that can remember any of that so I was underneath the desk doing all the cables and the wires Um, but one thing I did have in my department I had a colour printer so I had a lot of the sales people that when they were on site and they were doing their monthly sales meetings they obviously came down and wanted some slides printed off and I kept saying to them these are really really boring (laughs) The information you're showing me on these slides is really boring. So can I change it? Or, you know, they say, oh, yeah, Debbie, if anything you can do to make it a little bit more um, creative. So I used to change it. And that's really where I got my first hit on marketing. Um, And I loved it. And then from there, um, I started evening classes and I went through the Institute of Marketing. Um, So I've worked, you know, everything was evening classes. And then two weeks before um, my first son was due, um, I took one batch of exams in, I think, end of June. Cutting and, it fine. <laughs> yeah, and then basically they sat me at the back of the class <laughs> to take my exam because obviously it was only two weeks before my son was born. Um, so what, because what because they had a bigger desk or something. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get my belly behind the desk. Oh my goodness. So um, but yeah, so onwards and upwards. Sort of. And then I went back to work after six months uh, full time, and I just said, look, I don't want to go into IT. Is there any way I could go into sort of more marketing? And there wasn't a marketing area, but they had project product managers. Mm. So I had my own area of products. And basically, because you had your products, then it was um, it was some theatre products. And I really, they were just like positioning yeah. gels and that, that you have in theatres. But it gave me an opportunity to go out because you were developing the product. Then you sort of went in to see how people were working with the product. So I was very much looking at the product from people and point of view of users yeah so it wasn't the you know it wasn't the marketing as in I didn't know it was the marketing that was very much hands-on back to the customer journey and it was back to the customers why they liked it how they liked it um and then I just moved forward from there so that was my first you know area in that and then obviously I went straight into um healthcare and I carried my second job was in healthcare but it was more in like pages and radios and that side of things and then I moved into more automotive I think it's fascinating and I love I love that insight into how you got to where you are today and you've got a wealth of knowledge and that is clear and you obviously got your qualifications as well but then you find out how how you how you made it work for you and it was all down to the color printer by the sounds of things yeah. and just being asked to, to to tart things up and make them a bit more jazzy and you sort of found your passion if you like yeah, it's like well if I don't understand it how are customers going to understand it so you always turn everything around to so what no, um, so you know, basically, I always say if you're going to do that marketing, it's always like, so what? What? What difference would that make? And mm. you actually make you think about because sometimes it's just habit. It's like we always do that. We always do it this way. And it's like, so what? You know, 
are the you know how how is it going to change? Yeah, how is it going to make up. a difference? Yeah. You know, that's a, that's the thing I always make ask people. I like that. So yes, how do yeah how say what? I know that's actually a common when we're writing press releases as well. It's like, where, where's the interest? Yeah. So what? And yeah. it's a good question to ask in, in marketing as well. Um, is there anything that you'd wish you'd known perhaps when you started out You know, in, with Think Forensics or you first started out on your own? You'd gone from corporate. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. They, they might be in a corporate role now. You might be and thinking about setting up your own business or perhaps you're in that very early stages of your, running your own business. Um, what's, you know, was there anything that you think if only I'd known that when uh, when I first started um I think having people around you that can give you advice um I think sometimes when you start your own business you're very much on your own it's quite uh, lonely isn't it and I think you expect orders to come in you think oh my goodness it's how it was and you expect everything to happen overnight and you constantly keep changing everything mm. but sometimes I think you need to just step back a little bit understand what is working and what isn't working which is why I always come in and say well what have you been doing because it may be the fact that it's not been work it has been working you're just not giving it enough time to see the results and you know if you're selling a product that takes time to sell then obviously that's going to be your timeline so you know if someone takes three months to buy a product then doing marketing overnight is not going to give you the results it may give you results in three months time or it could give you results in six months time but you have to measure in that bit. So it's very much measure the sort of the, the outcome of what you're trying to do and then the results will follow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Um, and actually, we've had a question that's been emailed in from um, Robert in Newbury. Um, and he says um, his social media posting is very inconsistent. That's very honest of you. I think we can all, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us, um, and which means that, or he's asking, you know, does that mean that my analytics probably aren't going to be that accurate because I'm not that consistent? Well, the fact that it's actually measuring them, the fact that he actually is doing it, then obviously it's a pat on the back. So, you know, as long as everything's running and you're doing it on a regular basis, mm. then you'll get some feedback and you'll do some metrics. If you're not doing anything, you can't measure nothing. You can't measure yeah. it. Um, but no, one of the biggest things is consistency, concise, and, and basically make sure that you're. it's very clear what you're doing. So even if you're going to be doing like two posts a week yeah then just make sure you do two posts a week and you really really be strict with yourself so you've got the consistency there because if someone actually is connecting with you or engaging with you then they're going to look for something the following week and if it's not there then you've lost them again yeah I think that's a good point because I think when people say consistency they think oh I can't post twice a day it doesn't have to be because you say it could be twice a week but just make sure it's consistently twice a week yeah and then you and then Robert you'll have something to measure um, so that's really good advice. So yes, keep it up, and if you but just keep consistent and yep. and well done for for measuring and checking out your analytics. Yes, the fact that you're actually looking at it is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Um, no, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for answering that, Debbie. Um, now we're going to move on to your second choice. Um, this is um uh, a, a track called Dance Monkey by Tones and I. <laughs> um, and I, I have to know what, what uh, nothing wrong with this track, but it's a curious, it's quite a curious choice. And I'm just, I bet, I just know there's a story behind this one. Um, one of my clients, um, was a, a golf course and obviously during the lockdown, it was open, then it was shut, then it partly opened, then it completely shut. So it was just one of those things. You didn't really know what was happening. Um, and, you know, I'm not a golfer. I will be a golfer one day. It's something I will be. I will be doing after my netball days are over. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it's just, it, I just relate to it. It just makes me laugh and it's a really, really fun song and it just makes me smile. Is that because they, they, they use the golf clips or something? Yeah, one that? of the videos is just, they're causing havoc on a golf course Brilliant. and it just, you know, obviously this doesn't happen on a golf course, I know that, but, <laughs> but it just makes me laugh and it just makes me smile Brilliant. every so time. happy song, happy it's song. It's a happy so memories. Dance Monkey, everything the name just makes you smile. Wonderful, okay. They say, oh my God, I see the way you shine. Take your hand, my dear, and bless them both in mine. You know you stopped me dead while I was passing by. And now I beg to see you dance just one more Welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business. Thank you for listening in today. And we are joined by Debbie Boofler, 
owner of Think Forensics, and they are all about marketing and marketing measurement. Um, don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, river.radio, or as a podcast via the usual channels. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please drop us an email to fiona at river.radio. Now, I know this is, I love this. Uh, Debbie mentioned to me off air um, that that business data is the crown jewels of our business. Um, And I was just wondering, could you, I love that terminology. Is there, can you just explain why they're known as crown jewels? I suppose it's to do with the importance of them. Um. Yeah, so, you know, your customer and your prospect data is probably the most important assets that you've actually got. Um, and, you know, it should be considered as a really important thing to look after. So, obviously, you know, it needs to be backed up. Obviously, you've got the compliance as well. Um, the only reason I say it's more like the crown jewels is, you know, good data housekeeping really does matter. Yeah. So your crown jewels, if you had something like that that was very valuable, then you'd look after it. And I don't think data seen in the same level or same way as that. Um, but nobody likes doing the housework. Nobody likes doing the business admin. So basically, nobody probably would look after your data. Mm-hmm. So it's probably being neglected or ignored. Um, so I suppose you're just um, opening people's eyes to the importance of it. I think it's a very good, yeah, good phrase. That, yes, your crown jewels protect it. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and I know that when you're when you're looking at data, you must see some some classic mistakes that we all make as business owners, which are probably really simple to rectify. Um, are there any that you'd like to share with us? Um, I will do. But before you actually do that, um, there's a quote that I always look at and it's I always have it on my wall. Um, so if you'd mind, can I no, no, mention go that? For it. Um, measurement is the first step that leads to control and eventually to improvement. If you can't measure something, you can't understand it. If you can't understand it, you can't control it. And if you can't control it, you can't improve it. Now, it's a really, really good quote by um, H. James Harrington. So that always, always comes, you know, basically that always says, I always think if you put rubbish in, they're going to get rubbish out. (laughs) Um, And what's the point of putting so much time and effort into any marketing activities that if you actually probably secretly know that your data is not up to scratch, so what's the point? You know it's already not going to work, so you want to actually put the best tools in place and make sure you've got the platforms in place. Um, there's a you know, the couple of tips you refer to, um, and it's just really it's really simple, and it's really just making sure that your data remains um, accurate, effective, um, and secure. So probably one of the tips i would say is pre-validate your data um check that any new data has all the fields that's in there so uh, all the fields what um i said the fields it's almost like you've got all the basic contact information so right. you know if you've got if, if you've got the if you've got a title and a, a surname then mm. really it's really important that you try and collect a first name yeah because when you're doing any correspondence to anybody first name it always makes it more personal and actually if that's missing then it's you no know, that should have been it's one of the tick things of the criteria that you should collect on yeah. new data so it's really really easy thing to forget it's a really easy thing but it actually makes a lot of important when you're doing future correspondence because you're giving them a really nice friendly so true friendly feel and it's like so you yeah. actually remembered my first name and i think also we've all we can all think of the emails that we've opened where you think I know that that's just a mass blanket email because you know they haven't got my name right or i'm you know I'm caught, 
no one no one calls me Mrs. Johnson sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so it's not personal. Yeah, and also yeah. I think it's just having like regular reports um, to make sure that you're actually aware of sort of any um, incorrect data or duplicate records. Mm. And also if you've got existing data, always think that you can always get fresher data. So next time you bump into anybody or you talk to someone, you know, just ask them if they've got the same telephone number, whether their emails hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you're if you're talking to your own clients, then you know it doesn't take two minutes just to cl- you know, just to clarify that the data's right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if things change and it's they haven't told you, it's, you know, should they actually tell you or should you should you actually be asking? Oh, good point. Good point. And then what about things like compliance? Yeah. yeah. Um, the introduction of um, G- GDPR really has helped keep data clean. Um, mm. I, you know, I'm the big fan of GDPR um, but it means that the quality of data is really really improving also you've got supporting documentation that offers um, confidence to your users so if they see that actually you're looking after their data um, so you're actually listening to them to mm. say well if they want to unsus- uns- unsubscribe then you unsubscribe them you don't ignore them yeah um, and that sort of starts building up some trust. Um, you know, it's really, really important to back up your data, make sure that you look after it. And again, hence the, the crown jewels yes. that I tend to use all the time. Um, I think it's really with data, it's just to keep things really, really simple. Um, data will change, but if you've got naming conventions, and I say when I mean naming conventions, it's like, you know, if you've got a job title that you've only deal with a few people, then put the job title as a drop down box and make people think about using those job titles yeah otherwise if you leave a plain thing you know plain blank field then you may get that title put in about four or five different ways right okay um so then you know it's like you know whether it's gatekeeper or keeper of the gate or you know it's just silly things like that people have got their own interpretation of what job titles are yes um so by putting some sort of naming convention in and also another good thing is put a um, have a like a like a guideline of what all your fields and all that actually represent. So if you have a new person start, mm. they actually come to terms with the field. So they're actually more aware of what all the data they're collecting and why, and why they're yes. collecting it and the format they need to do. So no, don't get unnecessary characters or put different spaces in. Just make sure that everything's collected in the way that you actually want it collect. People will follow but if there's no process there, then it doesn't yeah. make it any easier for them. Keep it tidy. And as you said, you know, rubbish data equals rubbish, I suppose. Um, well, thank you for that. Um, and we talked earlier about Google Analytics. I know this is a huge area and I, I know you've got some tips that you'd like to share. I think it's a really simple way to start measuring your marketing, isn't it? And you know, we were talking about websites and what's more, it's free. So would you like to, to run through some tips that people can um, start doing I, you know, to themselves just to start trying to understand their data? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, it's, you know, it's a really, Google Analytics is free, like you've already said, Fiona. Um, it's a, an excellent way to start measuring your marketing. Mm. Um, and really, it's just, even if you keep to simple steps, like you can see how people are finding your website, you know, you've got one over 1 billion websites. What makes you any different to the rest? Yeah. So it's really, really important to look at the acquisition section just to see how many visitors you have after you know have clicked through like organic or paid or social just to get an idea of where people are coming from okay and that's on the acquisition section yeah. okay um also you can track what visitors do when they're on the website um you look at their behavior um what's on your website how long do they go how long do they stay mm-hmm. or or do they just go away is that uh, the bounce 
Um, is that the bounce bit that I was? No, you no, can, is that, you, or was that somewhere else? In yeah, the, in you the can, data? You, it is in the performance. Um, bounces are, 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 are you no know, bounce varies um, depending on what you're trying to measure. If you if you're directing someone from a social media post to a one particular page, like a landing page, mm. then the bounce rate on that could actually be quite high. Because you want them to go on yes, to the next so page. So basically okay. all you're doing is saying, this is the information. This is I'm giving you a really good experience here. I'm t- sending you to that landing page so that you're not going to spend that much time on it. But while you're on there, you're going to di- digest all the information that you need and you're not wasting any time. So you're given a really good customer feel. Yep. You're giving them the information they want immediately. So the bounce rate would likely to be higher. Okay. Um, so, you know, but really all you're looking for in the behavior one is like looking at the pe- where people, where the pages, what the pages people are coming from, what they're looking at first and what they're clicking to next. So what are they okay. actually, so they're going to the home page and then they're going to a blog or are they going to a blog that you've just directed them to? Where yeah. do they go next? Is yeah. there another place for, the, for them to go or they're more likely to leave? So when yep. on your bottom of your blog, sometimes there's you know, it's a good idea to put something else on so people can click on. Yes, okay. So you keep them on the website and they're learning more about you all the time they're there. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, and what are, what other tips have you got for us? Um, there's sort of demographics. You can do sort of reports on there, like you can do customer reports, but there's some easy reports that you can set up on the demographics, um, general interests. Basically, this shows you just what the visitor preferences are um, so you, just for really, really simple, you can actually see whether they, you know, desktop, or, no, desktop users mm-hmm. or mobile users. It's just one really, really simple thing. And then I suppose that helps with, well, if it's desktop, that means they, they're sitting at a desk. And if it's a mobile, they, they might well be out and about. And then you can think about the content you're putting out. For example, like a podcast might be better because you know that that's great for mobile users. Yeah. Also, I think, you know, people underestimate that a lot of people obviously look at things on the go and mobile so obviously it's really important for websites to be in a mobile form mm. uh, more, more mobile formatted and make it easy for people to read so there's no point in asking someone to fill a form in if they actually can't see the form actually on a mobile yep okay yes, um so point. it's just keeping things again just keep things really really simple and think well would you fill that form in if someone else asked you to do it then the answer is yeah. going to be no so why should you ask someone else to do the same and I think the other thing with demographics, and we often talk about the importance of knowing your audience, and again, that can really you, you do, that can back up, or perhaps it might teach you something new about your demographic, but it can back up and support your your knowledge on your audience, which is absolutely key when you're doing your marketing. Yeah, just um, just another point I think it's really important to make is um, look at which are your most popular pages on your website. Some pages will take more visitors than others, but do you know why? You know, okay. are you? Is it because you're directing people from social media to a particular page? Um, is it just people are finding your website and finding something of interest? Is it the fact that you've got big? You no, know, obviously you want them if you've got a promotion on to obviously go to that page. But if they're not going to that page and your promotion's not working, do you know why? Is it the fact that your form is too hard to fill in? Not just because it's just on a mobile. If you asked for too much information and people are just. Uh, they don't just, want to give it. Yeah. They don't feel time. ready. Yeah. And if they don't feel ready, they, they need to come back a few times to get to know you before they're quite happy to exchange their information That's to right. yeah. get your information. Because we often talk about, don't we, building trust. And, yeah. and as you say, they're, they're new. They don't know you. Why am I filling out all this data? So, yes, okay, so the build the trust um that's a good point yeah and i think just a lot just to close that um like i said google analytics is free um there's no excuse not to use it um and 
having no budget is not an excuse because mm. obviously it's there. <laughs> Um, and it's easy to use, um, and you only need a sort of a basic level of skill. And obviously, there's people like me that come in and sort of set up some dashboards and make it even easier for you. So you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be sort of looking at all the depths and all the detail because some people look at all that and think, oh, I've switched off already. Yeah, I'm wafting through the pages and re- or just loads of little um, yeah. sort of difficult to read graphs or something. So you put them into an easy format. Yeah, help people understand it's it. It's just a snapshot. It's fantastic, all. and that's just. I mean, that's everything on your website isn't it that really is key so google analytics we have to that's a lesson to all of us go and check it out thank you for sharing that debbie um and what what's sort of on the on the horizon for the future of your business um well i've had an apprentice with me for the last year um so that's been really really exciting and that's new for me um and you know she's spreading she's spread her wings and I've done a really good job yep. that's a pat for me I'm yep. going to take that pat but also <laughs> she's you know she's gone on to higher higher places and she's venturing out which I think is brilliant so whether I take someone else on or not I don't know um but yeah it's definitely onwards and upwards well, that's and really good just carry on doing what I'm doing because I love doing it that's fantastic and it, well it sounds like you've done you've got your mentors and you've got an apprentice so you really are sharing sharing the love and supporting the new generation of of marketeers which is fabulous um and um before we come to the end of the show I would just well obviously I want to thank you but uh, do you have any challenges that you think um as business owners where it is something a challenge that I suppose find maybe finding another apprentice that can fill the shoes of yeah, yeah uh, the previous one. Yeah, I, I don't see that as a challenge. I see it's a huge opportunity to give someone else an opportunity to work and learn. Lot you know, that's always a no. It's a challenge for me to find the right person. But mm. I actually think sometimes um, it's not necessary. It's an opportunity really for me as well as them. Yeah. Um, but I think I think at the moment everybody just seems really really busy. Which really, really busy, which is absolutely brilliant. But I think I think time management now is probably more key than anything else. Yes, and you're right. That brings with it a challenge, doesn't it? Yeah. Trying to and and as you said, important. The most important thing is your clients, and then yeah. and you you have to focus on that. So how do you get everything else done? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but I think you know it's just key just to stay most so stay focused. Um, you know, you've only got one pair of hands, um, and it's really important that you know you just work efficiently and effectively. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. Thank you very much, Debbie. Um, but before we wrap up for the end of the week, um, Debbie, would you like to tell people how they can find out more about your business? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you or learn more about your business? Um, Think Forensics has got a website. It's online. Um, I'm all in the social channels. Yep. Um, but it's, you know, there's an email there, debbie at thinkforensics.com. More than happy to take any questions or find out more about Anybody that's listening, um, if anybody's got any questions, then I'm more than happy to help. I have to say, Debbie is a real giver in that respect. I know you're always very happy when I sort of, yeah, I've, I've rung you up and said, oh, Debbie, help me. You're very good at um, talking us through and, and sharing your knowledge and just chatting through and, and so that we know what path we should be on. Thank you very much, Debbie. Thank you for coming in today. Thanks, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for sharing your business story and opening our eyes to the benefits of business data, our crown jewels, that's the new word, um, but also explaining what we can do to get started. I think those were absolutely invaluable tips um, on, on what you can be doing with um, Google Analytics. Um, Sophie is back next week. Um, and if there's anything in particular you'd like to see us cover on Let's Talk Business, then get in touch. Drop us an email. That's fiona at river.radio. And of course, if you've missed 
anything on today's show, you can listen on Catch Up as a podcast via Alexa, Apple, Google and Spotify or via the website river.radio. Thanks for listening in today. See you next week. And I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life 